Welcome to my testimony, and today we have a special couple with us. Yes, it's gonna be. This is gonna be a beautiful testimony. We can't wait to get into it. So, without any further ado, I'm gonna introduce Sean and the Dej Mills. How are you guys doing? Welcome to my testimony. Hi. Thank you Hi for guys. having us. It's good to be here. Before we get into my testimony, let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. Thank you for Sean and Nadej. Uh, we pray that as they share the testimony with us, that our souls will be lifted, that our hearts will be filled, and that the words that they will uh, say to us and the testimony that you have put on their hearts will be a blessing to all of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, Sean and Dej, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah. So, we are I'm Nadej. This is my husband, Sean. Uh, we've been married for uh, about seven years. seven years now. Mm -hmm. uh, we've known each other for about ten, ten years. Ten years. We have a very active little four year old daughter, Kenzie, mm. which I'm sure everyone remembers her running around the church. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that's it. That's us. And you came on the scene. You guys had um, had 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 some difficulties with with um, with your first child. Uh, share that with us. Um, well, <clears throat> I guess first off, um, my wife um, has uh, some health issues that um, I guess at the time we didn't think would be would would make pregnancy that much more difficult than hypertension yeah hypertension oh. um, we knew that you know it would affect the pregnancy and everything but mm. we didn't think that it would um, affect her pregnancy to the extent that it did um, mm -hmm. okay okay and, um, and, and prior to that we you know she she was she was pregnant once before um, I think in 2014 and it was like 10 weeks or eight weeks or so and it was no miscarriage and um yeah so that was you know very uh, emotional for the both of us and you know then later on when um we're pregnant i was she was pregnant for what would have been our son mm -hmm. um you know we went ahead to make sure that we you know we had the right um you know doctors because we knew that she would have been high risk and everything so we, you know we wanted to have a doctor that you know so specialized in that or you know had experience with dealing with things like that mm -hmm. and the pregnancy started off I mean just like any other pregnancy with you know morning sickness mm -hmm. um, a little elevated hypertension here and there but mm -hmm. nothing that we thought was going to be a big deal you know I started on some medications and then it um, it kind of Things developed to the point where I was at work one day and then my blood pressure just kind of shot up. It was, if I remember correctly, like 150 something over a hundred and something. Oh, wow. So um, I was, I'm a clinical pharmacist. I work at the VA. So okay, my gotcha. OB was right across the street at Jackson. So then I walk over there and then, um, you know, they start checking me out and I get admitted and um, and then they figure out, you know, 
something's quite not right uh, because my blood pressure was just staying really, really high despite all the IV medications yes. they're giving me. It just really wasn't budging. So they discharged me. Um, I think I ended up going back. Um, we, I got discharged that same night. We got okay. home. Right. It was really just enough time for us to just take a quick shower. And, and then my blood pressure was like up again. I ended oh, up wow. at the um, ICU at Memorial right. um, where they started doing um, a lot more in, intensive type medications and like monitoring. Mm -hmm. And then um, the OB came over and she explained, well, you know, because of how severe your case is, we really don't have the specialist here at Memorial okay. to um, to really care for you and give you, provide the care that you need, which to us, of course, was just kind of like... <laughs> like you guys, exactly. are supposed to, this is a hospital and you're telling us that you don't have exactly. someone, right. you know, right. specialized enough to, you know, treat our needs. And, I mean, I get, I get it now. But, you know, you just think, you know, it's, it's a hospital, um, mm. you know. In a, Did they send you to... Quote, unquote, a good area, you know, so you would think that, you know, they, they would have doctors who, you know, can treat just about anything. Right. Um, Did so, they have, like, a specialist, like a specialist, specialist unit that you had to go to another hospital? Did they suggest that to you? Yes, yes exactly. So they packed me up in an ambulance um, from Memorial mm. uh, with all my IVs and everything and took me to Jackson, where I was mm. before. Okay. And uh, coincidentally, the the doctor that they were referring us to was um, Nadezhda's OB's doctor from med school. Okay. Um, wow. What did they call The resident or oh. a fellow one of those things <laughs> and um like you know he's 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 the best at this um you know he he only deals with high risk pregnancies and high risk cases um and uh, one of my cousins who happens to work down there at jackson as well you know we told her what was going on uh -huh. and we told her the doctor's name right and she knew him she said you know this is the this is the doctor who delivered, delivered her their their two children Okay. Um, and, you know, she had a host of medical issues um, during the pregnancy as well that, right. you know, she credits him to, you know, the, the birth of their kids. Like, if he, if it was anyone else, she, she really feels that her two children wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we felt a lot more at ease right. um, knowing, have, having a connection to him already right. and knowing, you know, what he's already done. Right. That you know, okay, well, if, if this is going to work out, um, this is the guy who's going to do it. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Uh, how many, how many months um, in the pregnancy this happened? Yeah. How far along were so you? So we were at by the time that I was at the ICU at Memorial and then transferred to Jackson, I was five six months, months? No. or, or a months. week shy. You're like a week, a week shy of, of six months. Being six months yeah. pregnant. Okay. Yeah. So did they ever give you the option that you can have a C-section and just deliver the baby and just allow the baby to, you know, thrive that way? So that that came 
later for the I mean, obviously the well they did tell me that because i was high risk i didn't have the option of a natural delivery yes so all along the plan was for a c-section so we oh. knew mm -hmm. we, were, we knew we were prepared for that right okay but uh, even a little before that you know there was a lot of just trying to maintain her blood pressure <coughs> um mm -hmm. And, you know, we were in the hospital for two weeks um, by the time, you know, at, at Jackson from the time when we got there that second time to the time we were discharged. Mm -hmm. um, and he's saying we because yeah. he was there. I was with there the right. whole time yeah, sleeping right. on a cot. Yeah. I told my I, you know, I just told my, my my job that, hey, you know, my wife is having um, serious complications with this pregnancy and I'm not leaving her at the hospital by herself. Right. You know, I, I, I couldn't live with myself if I was at work and something bad happened to her exactly. and she was just there by herself. I mean, I, I, I just couldn't do that. And, you know, thankfully my job was um, supportive enough that like, look, no, you, you do what you need to do. Just, just keep us posted. You know? Okay. And, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, they, they, so we were, we got to back, back to Jackson and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, the doctors told us, Look, it's gonna be a day by day basis. Be prepared to be admitted at Jackson until, until whenever, right? Mm. So right. Um, every day they're just kind of monitoring the baby, monitoring me, mm -hmm. um, until one night they did that test where I forget what it's called, um, where they test for the fetus's movement, and then he scored really low on that uh, after that exam. Um, after that, they said that they were going to have to rush me into surgery to to have a C-section, mm -hmm. right? So we're like calling our parents, like trying to, you know, tell them, give them an update, what's going on, this is what's mm -hmm. happening, I'm going in now. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so we get to the, they, they prep me and, you know, do my, my epidural and everything. And then they're, Sean is, you know, sitting next to my head. Right. And then they're um, delivering the baby. Um, mm -hmm. And then next thing we know, we're just like, just talking, like during the whole thing, trying to keep ourselves <laughs> occupied. And and like, right. Zoned in on just like, well, first and foremost, that Nadege is okay. Mm -hmm. And um, secondly, not dwelling on, because we knew that once the baby was born, that he, it was, five week, five months and like three weeks, yeah. mm. something like that, um, that, that they, they did the C-section. Mm. And we were trying to, to get to six weeks, um, excuse me, six, six, six months, months. Six months. Because, the, 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 you know, the, the you know, it was a higher, per, a higher percentage chance of um, viability that, you know, right. if baby was born early, that, you know, they would have a better chance of survival. So, you know, we were there trying to make it to that to that point um, when they had to go in for the emergency uh, C-section. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, you know, they then they got the baby out. They took him aside and, you know, doing all the stuff that they do to you know babies when they're born. And right. you know, right. he wasn't breathing on his own yet because I mean, you know, he was still, you know, relatively young. Yeah. And right. you know, they had given her shots before, like a steroid or something that's supposed to help. Like develop, his lungs. develop his lungs a little bit faster yeah. right. um, and they were over there for maybe 10 almost 15 minutes just trying working to on working on him just trying to get him to like uh -huh. you know, breathe steadily on his own and we didn't know what exactly what was going on yeah. so then they come to us 
and then they tell us we've been working on him for the last you know 10 minutes and mm -hmm. um you know things aren't looking very good do you want us to take more advanced measures um and then at that point you know i was just i i just didn't to me i just didn't want him to feel pain like at the time i'm like right. this this little baby who doesn't know really anything and I don't want the only thing that he knows to be pain right. you yes. know and to feel discomfort and um, you know at that time we were just kind of like you know just you know that's that's it we don't want any additional measures um, mm. at this time um, and they handed the baby to Sean yeah. right and he was set I was still on the table I think they rose me up just a little bit, but oh. I was still like laying down on the table. Right. Um, and we pretty much just held our, our son until, you know, just for like a few minutes, mm. just while just me, Sean, and our right. son. Right. Just, that was like the time we had. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I know. Was, I know. I know this is. Uh, this is uh, difficult. It's yeah. difficult for you guys uh, to tell this story. Yeah, um, yeah it's. Um, yeah. And you know, during the whole thing, it just. I mean, there wasn't even really any time to be emotional because I was still worried about Nadege. Right. That you know, she's gonna be okay. Afterwards, then we're in recovery, and I'm just making sure she's okay. There, I mean, this was already by the time the C-section the C probably happened at close to midnight. Mm. And by the time we got to recovery, it was already after one o'clock. Um, and so, I mean, she was, you know, drugged and everything. So, you know, she was, wasn't very like um, lucid, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like coming in and out of sleep and everything. And, you know, we mm -hmm. just talked a little bit and I was just sitting there next to her and I just had my head like leaning on the on the bed or like on her arm mm -hmm. um just kind of like dozing off with her and you know waking up and every now and then and you know we just kind of talked a little bit about what just happened and you know it was kind of one of those things where at that time it's kind of like i didn't want to think too much about it because like right. there was just other more important things you know making sure that you know mm -hmm. my wife's blood pressure was still okay and you know that nothing serious is going to happen to her and, um, you know, she had asked if like, oh, well, you know, do we get any pictures or anything? And, you know, or actually the nurse, one of the nurses had asked me if I wanted, you know, to take some pictures. And at the time I was just like, no, that's fine. You know, I just wanted to get back to, to my wife and everything. And then it wasn't until later that Nadez was like, no, I'm, I think you, you should, because we need to have them. So I went back to the nurse and, and asked if I was able to. And, I was able to, to, to take some pictures of him and mm -hmm. I'm glad that I did because mm -hmm. right. you know, I yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean it was a, a tragic time but you know I still like to, you know, go back and at least look at them from time to time and just to say like this is my son. Right. 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 So so what we what eventually made it back to to her her hospital room and uh, right. you know this could have been like three o'clock in the morning at that, that time and yeah. you know 
it was just such a long day, such a long night at that time. And, and just, I think that's when it all like finally hit him. And mm -hmm. I was in the bed in the um, stretcher and right. still with my anesthesia, not able to really move my legs or anything. And Sean was just like on the cot, just like wailing and just crying and you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I couldn't go over to him. You know, mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, I hear you, honey. I'm, I hear you, and I'm right here. And you know, we're gonna get through this right. as best as we can. Right. You know, the, the hospital was very supportive. They told us, you know, and, and uh, especially the doctor, uh, I was like, you know, no one's gonna rush you guys out of here. Um, obviously, she needed to be there at least a couple of days longer just because of the C-section. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, um, they have a whole section kind of like dedicated to people who had lost a child. And it's mm -hmm. like they have like a little purple butterfly on the door, you know, and... Um, so that anybody comes to the room, they already know, you know, that there's been a loss. So yes. okay. the nurses or whomever comes in, you know, they don't come in asking right. you know where's the baby how's the baby because right. after you've just had a loss of that magnitude you know just that simple thing and i mean sean had to go through that when he went back to work you mm -hmm. know, people were asking him oh so you know we heard that you were on, right. that you were on leave your wife had the baby blah blah mm -hmm. blah and for me just to 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 some degree as well like so how's the baby <laughs> you know yeah. and then it's like you this awkward moment where it's kind of like it's um, like reliving the worst day of your life yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. every hour or like every day for like weeks or months and right. you know but like i said they were very supportive and so, so we can say that we stayed there as long as we needed to um just to like kind of emotionally you know get ourselves together and you know like i said we we're there for a total of two weeks um like a week before the delivery and then about a week after the delivery, yeah. um, you know, having to d deal with the whole uh, funeral. So we, the, the hospital gave us an option. They said that we could either let um, the morgue handle everything, mm -hmm. um, but we wouldn't know, you know, what happens to our son. We wouldn't right. um, have any details or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and so or they said that we could make all the arrangements and have everything done. So thankfully, um, Sean's mom, she has, um, she's that type of person who already has everything in line for her, mm -hmm. um, for her demise. Mm -hmm. um, she has her plot set out and everything. And with that comes along um, provisions for well, any grandchildren. Yeah, is that what's right. true? Yeah, yeah, which is strange. You would think that they're you know, why would there even be a provision in there for grandchildren? Right. <laughs> but, you know, they were able to, um, where it was basically covered under that, um, you know, a little little casket and um, a little, uh, a, a, a burial plot that we were able to choose out. And, you know, just a couple, you know, a couple hundred dollars that, you know, we ended up paying out of pocket just to okay. you know, cover, you know, a few other things. But... So we had a small little... Um, um, ceremony with the pastor who married us, um, yeah. Pastor Curtis Powell. Um, you know, he came in, did a short little homily. Our close family was there, and so we're 
you know, I think about it to this day and I'm like so glad that we, that we did that, that we went that route instead of just handing our, our baby over to, you know, the hospital ward, such a detached and disconnected, you know, process where now, you know, every, his, his birthday, which is his um, date of death as well, March 3rd, Mm. you know, we can go and visit him at Forest Lawn. Um, So, you know, I'm so in hindsight, it's like, I'm I'm glad that we, that we took that route. So during this time, how is your connection with God with this? Are you asking him why is this happening? How, what were you, what was your conversation with him? Yeah. You have people who, no matter what happens to them, you know, I like to call them the Jobs because mm-hmm. no matter what happens to them, they're, they're, you know, they always find that, 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 that spiritual silver lining mm. that, you know, <laughs> everything, you know, this happens for, you know, a reason and, right. you know, you know, to God be the glory despite mm. everything. And, wow. you know, um, for people who, who have gone through this and uh, for people who will go through this, um, you know, afterward, after this, um, realistically, the last thing you want to hear is, you know, um, you know, don't worry, this is part of God's plan, you know, it's, you know, for me, anytime I heard that, it was really like, really, this was God's plan for my child to, to, to die, to be born early and not giving a chance of, of living, you know, why would he want that type of hurt Mm -hmm. for us? You know, why would he want a child to suffer like that? You know, right. not being able to breathe on their own or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that was God's plan, then, you know, it's one of those, like, you know, you really start to question, you know, him and, you know, the things that happen around you and why they necessarily happen. Because, you know, you know none of us are perfect, but, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, there are people far worse than me out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll probably live to be 120, um, you know, and they'll probably die in their sleep or something like that. And here is an innocent child um, to people who, you know, are trying to have a child. And this is this is, you know, what we have to deal with. It, it never felt fair to me. Um, you know, it was one of those things where I, I, I just really had a hard time not questioning it. Right. And. You know, it's the, you know, where you, you, you know, you know, the Bible, but then you also know the reality of the hurt that you're feeling. And it's hard to, to kind of reconcile the two of them together, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was one of those, you know, God, I know that you're supposed to be in control of everything that, you know, all these things happen for whatever reason. And we don't necessarily know these reasons. And for me, it was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to reluctantly trust that you're doing what's best or you're, you know, that this, there, there's a, there's a bigger reasoning or bigger plan for this, that, you know, that in the end, it's all going to work out. You know, Um, it's one of those, like, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to believe it, but I kind of like have no choice to believe it. Like I, I, except, you know, it's like, reluctantly putting all of my faith into him because it's one of those times where you you don't want to put your faith in him you know you want to be upset you want to be sad you want to be mad 
Right. You know, but I mean, that wasn't going to do anything. It wasn't going to bring our son back. Um, and if I kept dwelling on it, it just probably would have just made me really sour on God altogether. Mm. And, mm. you know, and I, I, I didn't want that to happen. Right. For me, it was, um, you know, I'll, I'll just being completely honest, it, it was a very disconnected time mm. um, from feeling God's presence. Right. And it, 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 it took more of a cerebral kind of a, I know God exists. Mm-hmm. I know God is everywhere. I right. know he's here, even mm-hmm. though I don't feel this right now. You know, and it was more of like a very mental, not a very, you know, I feel God moving in my life and I see the work of his hand. Mm. You know, it's it, it was very much of a facts. Right. I know God is real. Right. I know he's here. Mm. And that's just what it's going to have to be right now for me, right. because with everything going on inside, It's not like Sean said, the pieces are just not coming together with a loving God. And this this loss, the gravity of this loss. um, And so hindsight, though, in hindsight, I feel um, that, um, you know, we've been able to personally me, the lessons learned from this whole situation is not that God planned it, not that there's this whole um reason behind it but for me i take comfort in knowing that god will use this situation um use this very tragic situation right. to help us as we move forward in our lives right um and one way that you know i've seen it play out is i feel like i am personally able to be more sympathetic mm-hmm. to people who have lost to who go through loss mm-hmm. um you know whereas before it's like you it's like oh they're there my condolences Bye. sorry for your loss Bye. you know but now it's like mm-hmm. you you experience and you share grief with other people differently yeah. once you've um gone through something like this and then we uh, we're able to link up with another couple who had almost like the identical story as ours. Right. And, you know, the I found out about them on a Friday and then I was like, honey, we have to go and visit with them and just sit with them. And yeah. we did that. And I'm like, look, we don't have anything to offer, but I just came just to hear your story. Yeah. And right. I want you to know that we have a very similar story and right. we're here to cry with you right. and to feel what you're feeling. Because mm-hmm. um, this is hard, especially when people who, you know, pe- your parents, they are, they feel for you, but they don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that they feel exactly what we're feeling. Although my mom, you know, after the fact, she's like, you know, to see you, she, she would say to me, to see you go through this was just so difficult for her. To see me go through this was difficult for her. You know, and I, I don't get that she felt the loss that I felt, that we felt, you know? So it's, but they had their own, um, you know, emotional, um, everything that was going on with them. My parents are on a different level. And, and you know, my sister, she had kind of an experience to the pe- to a piece of it too. So it's like mm-hmm. all of the family, you know, has their has some type of 
has a, a different perspective right. on you know this loss. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, um, and you guys, you guys were raised in the church, right? You were born and raised in the church, both of you. Yes. Yep. Right. So, how did how did um, did you think that helped you through this process? Well, I mean, knowing God since you were toddlers, did this help you through the process? How how did this translate to you going through this difficult time? You know, I, I this is because I think we've talked about something similar to this you know over the years but um you know i always feel that people who 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 born and raised in the church mm -hmm. have a totally different experience right. than people who find find god um, later. later on right. you know um i think you know, growing up in it you know it's you know th this is your life and it's you take so much of it for granted because right. this is everything it's like okay well all right, I've got to be home an hour before the sun sets. Okay. Right. You know, Sabbath right. lunch is going to be starting cooking on on Thursday nights. Um, mm -hmm. You know, okay, all it, and it's just you, you know you're on autopilot for so much of it, even down to, you know, sadness and all of that stuff. I think mm -hmm. for a lot of it, you're on autopilot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and the people who come into come into it later, you know, there's just so much zeal with everything and. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever noticed it, but sometimes they even look at, you know, some of the, the people who, you know, the, the, the people who've grown up into it and, right. you know, it's almost kind of like they're not questioning you, but almost like, well, why aren't you guys as zealous as I am or right. whatever? And it's right. like, well, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. you, you know, they don't say it, but you can kind of Sense see it on it. their face right. sometimes. And it's right. like, you know, well, hey, I mean, I've been in this for 30 plus years now. So, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, the zeal is, is there, but it's just not, you know, bubbling over like yours right. is. And, you know, but I don't really know if, for me personally, I don't know if my, if being in the church for as long as I have mm. helped or hindered or what have you right. um, going through this. You know, because um, even to this day, I still, you know, there are still times where, you know, I, 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 I still, struggle. I, I still struggle. You know, I still, I still, I still question, right, God, and I still question, mm -hmm. you know, the whole thing. It's like one of those things. Like, well, you know, if this was going to happen, then you should have just not allowed us to get pregnant. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so I'm, so for me, I'm, I'm still struggling with trying to reconcile the whole thing mm -hmm. um to the point where you know it can just be like well you know god it's you know truly all in just your hands it's those things that you know like i said you know i know that but and i guess that's it just like you know, i know that but right you know, and i feel like that's kind of like our faith right. for the most part you know, god wants us to fully trust in him and you know we you know we'll say god i'm I, I do. I fully trust you, but you know, it's like like, like Peter. You know, it's like no, God, I tr Jesus, I trust you, but you know, yeah. walking on water. I know. Seriously, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I feel like that's where I've been for, you know, the last you know five years because he he would have been five this this year. Right. Um, Starting. Yeah. 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 He would have started kindergarten this year. Yeah. yeah. 
it's it's just still really hard to try to you know reconcile everything it's still hard to have complete you know complete faith in him that's you know it's again you know this this is just all part of a, a bigger design or whatever it's just yeah. still like you know well why would this be the design mm. you know for me, it was, I, I can, um, I what I think having been grown up in the faith makes a difference right. where after, during and after um, this tragic loss, it's like, I, I know where my help comes from, mm. you know, where other people, um, who may not have been grounded and rooted in faith may be, you know, looking for hope, looking for groundedness in other places. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like throughout the whole process, I always knew that, you know, even though during it, I didn't feel God there, but I, I was having faith. I was hoping that you know at some point uh -huh. you know i know it'll all kick in and i know right. you know the and the whole feelings part i know is not always even the most important you know but when you're going through something like that these feelings are just like looming large over you it's like everything at the moment mm -hmm. um and so um, i do feel like it helped it made a difference because i knew eventually um, like God would be the one to help with helping us process through this. And, yes. and in, in him helping us to do that, his help comes in different ways okay. where, you know, I had a friend, my parents had a friend who um, she specializes in dealing with women who go through this type of loss. And I mean, she was a godsend. She mm -hmm. literally was like an angel. She came to our house right. like sun we had a schedule she would come on sunday morning we would sit on the couch and we would just talk she knows my family very well um she and i didn't have a very close relationship prior to this mm -hmm. incident but mm -hmm. um she came she talked she you know told us about these are some of the the things that are recommended for people who go through mm -hmm. Um, this type of a situation, you want to memorialize your baby. Wow. Um, and so we have uh, a little thing with his footprints and I have it in a picture frame. I have it um, on the desk, sitting on the desk in our home office. Um, and she just gave like little tips like this. She's, she's Seventh-day Adventist as well. And so she okay. um, was very supportive and encouraging. And so I felt like, you know, she was a gift from God in right. helping me to process it and with that said, I feel like Sean and I, we processed it differently. And it's it's one of those things that you learn like after going through something like this, like we could share the same exact experience and our perspective on it is just a little bit different, right. you know? And how we process it right. is just a little bit different, you know? And that's, I don't know, I mean, that just speaks to, I guess our individuality and marriage and, and so forth. But yeah. I didn't anticipate that, you know? I thought that, you know, before going into this, I, I just thought we would be on the same exact page, right. on the same wavelength. He would understand things exactly the way that I see them because mm -hmm. it's our experience. Right. But 
right. I, I've learned that from this, like we could go through the same thing and still come out with a little bit different of a take home point. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that was, you know, you, you learn through the right. process. Right. So what made you come to the decision to have another baby? Um, well, we kind of didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it happened. It was a gift from God. I don't know, like three right? months after. Yeah, like three or three four months, months after. Oh. Um, you know. Yeah. And um, before we even really had a chance to like talk about it and say, okay, yes, you know, we want to try again. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. she came and. Um, the doctors were on high, high alert the I second know. time around. Right. I mean, it was like close monitoring. It was the same um, obstetrician, the same OB, mm -hmm. uh, okay. which we were fortunate to have. And so, you know, all the way through, she was born just a few weeks. She, she, uh, 30, she was born 32 weeks. 32 weeks. Okay. So. Um, and so, and everything was fine. She, she ended up staying in the NICU for 13 days. Two weeks, 13 days. Right. Um, and so, you know, after that, we were able to bring her home and, you know, we were very trying to be very cautious, of course, mm -hmm. like new parents, you know, but that whole ordeal was, you know, something else too, because, you know, it's one of those, you want to be happy that, you know, um, you know, we're pregnant again, but at the same time, we're still grieving the loss of our son. Right. Um, right. and it's kind of hard to do the two at the same time and, you know, you, 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 you don't want to think too much about the current pregnancy because, you know, you, you don't want to feel like you're just leaving the other one, you're leaving the loss behind. Right. Um, like you're not so, replacing so, you know, like, one baby with another. Like, yeah, that's right. just the, not the thought. <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, you know, you need to concentrate on the current pregnancy, um, you know, so that the same thing doesn't happen again. So right. I think for both of us, it was a you know, like a, hard, a, a struggle at first. And I think, you know, as we got started going along through it, um, it was a little bit easier to, to, to balance, mm -hmm. um, especially since I'm, there was just so much more care that, uh, that, uh, Nadezh needed at the, at the, at, um, you know, during the second pregnancy, you know, mm -hmm. so it was just, you know, making sure she's not doing too much. Um, there's, um, injections that I needed to give her right. every night mm -hmm. um, that she absolutely hated and I can you know, imagine. wasn't that bad for me. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, so it's, um, like you said, you know, thankfully, um, everything was, everything was as good as, as it could be. Mm -hmm. um, you know. And, uh, you know, Kenzie came home from the hospital uh, 13 days after being born and, you know, we put her in a little, you know, swing or something, and we both kind of look at her and we're like, well, "What do we do now?" <laughs> you know, just like little four pounds, this four pounds baby just sleeping, and it's kind of like, like, oh well, we didn't think this far ahead, type of thing. Like, you know, well, what, what, what do we do with her now? You know, like we're really parents now. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's. Let's let's they'll try to figure this thing out. Right. Um, and yeah, we're still trying to figure it out four years later. Right. Well, I, I, did you at least get a room ready for her or something, man? 
Yeah, yeah, no, okay. and, and, and that was hard too because we we knew how we you know we knew that it was high risk and mm. it's like you you didn't want to 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 have a baby shower or you didn't want to have too many things right. in the event that you you know you know you 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 lose the baby and wow. now you have all of these things that you can't necessarily get rid of right away to, to remind you of another tragic loss right. uh, but at the same time you want to be prepared right it's right. like this cautious optimism that you yeah. just have to kind of balance yeah. with okay we know what happened in the past mm -hmm. but we're hoping we're praying that right. things are going to be a lot different this time so um, you know, the timing of things. We didn't want to get her room ready too, too early, yeah. right? We were just kind of like, okay, let's wait until, you know, around this time and then get the crib together, get, you know, curtains in and that type of thing. Yeah. 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 And, and we know Kenzie and we, we see how, how she's, she's, awesome. she's awesome, the energy she has. And I know she was, um, she was definitely healing from God. That was your healing baby. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, man, the, the story continues. Um, we, here we are in 2020, and mm -hmm. and um, you guys got COVID. Wow, you 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 contracted the entire yeah. family, right? Yes. Uh, tell us about that experience. Yeah. So, man, that was that was some experience, and it still is yeah. <laughs> some yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like we said in our, our other testimony, testimonial video, mm. um, we were at my parents' house, um, for lunch. Um, and then, um, she, the following Monday, she went and she got tested. Um, I was with her at her, um, place of business. She owns a daycare center down in Miami. When she got the call from, um, the center telling her that, she was positive, wow. right? So she's wow. on the call. She just like mm -hmm. drops in her chair mm -hmm. and she's like, they're telling me I'm positive. And I'm just kind of like shocked to mm -hmm. silence. Like, <laughs> what do you, what do you say at that point? And I'm like, right. we've been with you all weekend long. So then my mind is just kind of like racing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday. That was earlier, earlier on in the week. So then um, I, you know, the next day I have to go to work and tell them that I've been exposed and um, to take the protocols or whatever. So then I have to quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, I was already teleworking, yeah. which kind of made things, you know, a lot easier. So I was just like, okay, just stay at home work um, and then we'll figure out how things progress. Um, I think I was teleworking just like Wednesday and then I start feeling just like, the chills, the cold, um, start having fevers. Um, and then it's just like, okay, something's not right mm -hmm. here. Like uh -huh. maybe we got this thing too. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not sure. When did you start feeling symptoms? Probably within, within a day or two of you. Yeah. Before so like towards the end of that same week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Kenzie was, she was the one who, had the symptoms first because then when we found out that Monday it could have been that Tuesday okay where it was maybe was six o'clock in, in the afternoon like six o'clock in the evening usually she is bubbly and running around and she just seemed not herself just really 
like tired, sluggish, and everything. And all she wanted to do was lay down on the couch and take a nap. Mm. Um, and so we knew that wasn't that wasn't right. And you know, we took her temperature, and it was like 101. And she's one of these kids that you know her temperature can be, you know. 100 degrees right now and 15 minutes later it spikes to 102 or 103 right so to see it at 101 it's like okay well we need to go ahead and just get get tylenol and stuff together um to make sure that her her fever doesn't spike and you know um, you know it got up to like maybe close to 103 and you know she had we gave her the tylenol and you know she slept for you know an hour or two and you know, we got her to bed early, and uh, that was probably the first night in like a long time that she slept in her room by herself the, the entire night. Usually, she wakes up in the middle of the night and would come over to our room, and she just slept through the night. And uh, she woke up the next morning. I think the next morning is when we probably started feeling it a little bit more. Yeah, and she woke up and she was totally fine. She, you know, came into our room and. You know, just Her jumped into the bed. She's all self. bubbly and, okay. you know, ready to start the day and play and all of this stuff. And we're looking at each other like, this girl, like, could barely keep her eyes open yesterday. Mm. And here it is less than 24 hours later, and she's totally fine. And at that point, we are, like, dragging. Yes. Right. Yes, like, we were dragging. Walking around the house, like... <laughs> I feel like if there was like a camera or like a, a, a fly on the wall or something, they'd right. be like, what is wrong with these parents? And then this little girl who's just like running right. around. Yeah, oh, right. Wow. You're talking right. fevers. Um, I know for me, my fever got up to 103. I had severe chills, um, body aches. Um, I mean, to the point where I was sleep. you know, we would have like three blankets on our bed. Plus, I was sleeping in like a long sleeve shirt and my robe, and I'm still like shaking from being so cold. Just like my body was just like shivering so bad. Um, I mean, it was it was horrible. I mean, like Tylenol didn't help. I mean, lowered the fever, but you know, still, I mean, mm. the, the, the body aches were there. This uh, back pain that oh my gosh, it felt like just someone felt... like hit you in the back with a baseball bat. It just oh. hurt so bad. It was so sore. You just could never get comfortable. Laying down, sitting up, standing down, turning, trying to do like some exercises and stretching, trying to like just get the back to be comfortable. Right. It just wasn't, Tylenol wasn't doing anything. And I don't know. So then our, both of us, like our symptoms started to, you know, worsen, get a little bit worse, get a little bit worse. Mm. Um, and then like, I, I didn't start off with, shortness of breath right away it was and all the while i'm like thinking okay you know this thing is gonna go away like we're gonna be fine it's you know it's gonna be you know fine i and then after about like five or six days i'm like it's been six days and mm. my fevers have been really high maybe i should just go get checked out at the emergency department so mm -hmm. i go to the emergency department they're like your lungs sound fine um we could do a, a chest x-ray if you want, you know, they right. just kind of left everything up to right. me. Right. And I was like, okay, well, if you say my lungs sound fine, then maybe I don't need an x-ray. So mm -hmm. he was like, okay, you can go home. I was like, okay, bye. Uh, like, uh, not much more to do. Right. So then. I think that's when you got home. At that time, I think I, I just started experiencing the shortness of breath. We would go down into the garage to do laundry mm -hmm. and 
just literally walking that like 20 or 30 feet and I'd get into the garage and I would sit down there for two or three minutes just trying to catch my breath, hmm. you know, and come back into the house and mm-hmm. I'd have to sit down to like catch my breath. Like I, like I just ran a mile or two or something. It was, it was it was crazy it's like i you just feel like you just couldn't get in enough enough oxygen. oxygen right and it was at that point where i think at that point she started to have some of the shortness of breath like a couple of days after me uh the fevers weren't going away yeah. um i mean it's to the point where she started sleeping in another room where we had uh cause at that point like my, my fevers had started going away um, I still had the chills and the aches, and I was having the shortness of breath. But uh, mm. she was having the shortness of breath and right. uh, a lot that of congestion. And so she was sleeping in another room, and you know we had the humidifier going, you know, helping her just get the, you know the moist air down into her lungs, um, just to help her breathe a little bit better. And she wasn't getting better. She still had the high fevers. Mm-hmm. Um, even with the Tylenol, it would bring it down, maybe maybe about down to 100, but that was it. 101, and then right back up. Um, and then, yeah, the shortness of breath just started to get worse. So then I said, okay. I was like, honey, something is not right. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm walking down the hallway, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I feel like I'm not even able to keep my stability to walk. And I'm wow. like, something really is not right. So I go get checked into the emergency department a second time. Um, and then they're like, they do the chest x-ray this time. And uh-huh. they say, and they do a COVID test. And they're like, yes, you're COVID positive And you have pneumonia. Oh, so okay. I'm like, okay. So then they say, we have to keep you overnight just for observation. Okay. Just to see, you know, how you do. They give me the steroid, dexamethasone. Um, and that helped tremendously with the shortness of breath, right? right. So mm-hmm. start feeling better the next day. Um, and then they discharged me. They had to do a, um, I, don't forget, I don't remember what it's called, a, little, uh, a walking test where I had to walk for mm-hmm. like two, six minutes or something like that and make sure my O2 sats don't drop below mm-hmm. um, a certain number. So I passed that test. They were like, okay, you can go home. So Sean came and picked me up, mm-hmm. went home. Um, I At home, I continued to get worse. Like the shortness of breath came wow. back and it felt like it came back even worse than it was before. Mm. Like I had a hard time even talking. Mm. Anytime I was trying to talk or say anything, the, 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 just, it just felt so tight. And I would start talking and coughing all at the same time. Oh, wow. Um, and I felt like it was wearing on me just Mm. emotionally being so sick for the past, like 10 days where literally I just get up and lay down on the couch and that's it. That's all I could do. And then, you know, I just kind of broke down a little bit and I'm like, honey, like I'm, I'm so worn out by this. And I had, I didn't even, I wasn't even admitted in the hospital for the third time yet. Um, you know, and I thought, man, when is this thing going to end? So then my mom comes and swoops in, um, cause that's what moms do. Right. And she comes <laughs> and yeah. she's like, you need to come to my house and I'm going to take care of you and this and that. So then I go to her house. I think I spend like 
two nights there. Two or three. And my I'm Haitian. My parents were born in Haiti. Mm -hmm. So she's doing all the it makes up you know Haitian spices. <laughs> everything up, right? right? Massaging my feet with oil mm -hmm. and she's rubbing me down, like putting um uh castor oil. Mm -hmm. like on the top of my head not sure exactly what it does but that's just what patients do right, right. so she's doing this and she like would do a, a bowl with like herbs and that right. type of thing and i put a towel over my head yep. and just like, inhale yep. everything and Clear get it up. deep down right. and so she's doing all of this two nights i'm at my mom's house and i continue to get worse like i'm walking at my mom's house and getting like more unsteady, more unstable. And then mom is like, I think you need to go to the hospital again. And I'm like, you know what? I think so too. So then she drives me home. Um, we just, I just pack a bag and then Sean takes me back to the hospital and um, back to the emergency department. At that point, I couldn't even like She talk. could barely walk that point it's i just, couldn't even talk i couldn't walk she was so out of breath taking like five or six steps that um just in the house we just had her sit um if she needed to walk anywhere it was you know i was walking with her my you know. go-to sats while here at home that morning was dropped normal range is like 94 94 to 94 100. um 94 95 my o2 sats dropped to 91 92 somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. um, and I could just like, I like Sean said, I could barely talk. So at that point, he we pack up in the car, right. takes me to the emergency department. Um, mm -hmm. They bring out a wheelchair. I get into the wheelchair. Then Sean like has a whole dictation of like everything that, hmm. that, you know, she was admitted. Her O2 sats is this, her blood pressure is that. And medications you know, that she had taken while she was at the hospital before. Yeah. Right. Cause I could barely talk. And so I, you know, he talks to the nurse and he tells the nurse, this is what's going on with her. You know, she was admitted before she's got pneumonia, she's got COVID. So then they take me in, um, into the emergency department again. This is my third time at the emergency department um it's so crowded i am in a hallway bed mm. like not even with a little bay with like drawn curtains or anything i'm just in a hallway with another bed in front of me that's in the hallway and a bed in front of that that's in a hallway so and the nurses are just kind of coming around with the carts and you know just doing drawing blood and wow. or doing x-rays and all of that but it's all just kind of like an open you know free for all everybody who's sick and just you know just there um so i stayed there for a few hours it felt like maybe like four or five hours there because i think they were trying to get a room ready and then the the doctor came and he was like you know what we're gonna have to start you on some of the iv medications we're gonna have to do the remdesivir the convalescent plasma um dexamethasone and mm -hmm. you know i was like at that point, I was just like, okay, look, let's just do whatever we need to do right. because I feel terrible. Right. Mm -hmm. I just feel, I, I want to feel more like myself again. Right. So then I get admitted. Um, they start the therapies right away that night. They start the remdesivir. Um, and I had to sign all these papers. And I think the one, the point that just like hit me the most was 
the doctor calls the room because you know, nurses and, and doctors, as much as possible, they're not trying to come into the room. They do to bring you medications and to do blood draws and that type of thing. Okay. But at, when they can, mm-hmm. they're just calling you, either on your cell phone or on the room phone. Oh, wow. Um, so the doctor, he calls and he's like, listen, like your respiratory status right now is pretty dangerous. Like mm-hmm. it's life-threatening. Wow. And at that point, I'm like, okay, because prior to that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get meds. I'm going to feel better. And, right. you know, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. Um, and then he's like, we're going to start. We have these three medications that are available um, that we need you to sign for the convalescent plasma um, because it, I think it was still experimental or investigational at that point. And, okay. you know, I'm like, okay, I'll take all three options. And, you know, I tried to call Sean over the phone because of course family is not allowed right. not even in the hospital much less in that room right. um so then i'm calling trying to have the oxygen mask on um and then trying to tell him everything and he's like babe i can't hear you like i can't understand because i i could barely talk there was a lot of noise from the oxygen mm-hmm. so then i text him you know text him everything and just to kind of tell him, you know, these are the three options. He's saying this is really dangerous. Um, so we start the therapies. And um, I, to me, what stands out at that point was having to have such an important conversation with my husband via text message. Oh, I know. Wow. You know, yeah. by text message, just because <laughs> I couldn't talk and he's not there. Right. And, you know, when I was in the emergency department earlier, you know, he's like, I need you to fight you know, and I'm like, you know, honey, this is hard. Like, mm-hmm. I feel just like terrible. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I, I know it's hard, but I need you to fight, you know? And I felt like that just like really gave me, you know, like, okay, I gotta, you know, as hard as, you know, it feels as as, as uncomfortable as, as this is with my breath and not breathing and, you know, just trying to fight through this, take, take being, conscious it's like you're willing yourself to breathe every single breath Mm. like you sit here right now you're talking and you're breathing involuntarily it's just happening right but when you're in when you're when you have this infection it's like every breath is a chore Mm. and you are trying so hard to take the next breath in and you can let let that one out take the next one in it's a fight it's a struggle to breathe right. you know so so i get the medications um and then you know i know we've got like family church members everybody's just like praying and right. sending texts and yep. lifting me up and right. i mean i could just you know i i felt the support i felt the love and you know i one of the doc the doctors came into the room and they were like okay we've gave, given you these three medications um the remdesivir the plasma the dexamethasone and he's like you know what based on how things look we're gonna have to add a fourth one the tocilizumab mm-hmm. and then he says that he's like if the tocilizumab doesn't work you know we're gonna have to maybe put you on a ventilator yeah. and i'm like at that moment i'm like you know well god you're gonna come through you're gonna have to come through because you know i'm i i really have no other source of help right now i'm Mm -hmm. helpless there's nothing i can do for myself there's nothing anybody else can do for me 
So, you know, at that point, I know everybody's just kind of praying and lifting me up. And, um, you know, I start to um, feel like my breath is getting a little bit better, probably like day four. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to sleep without the oxygen mask. Okay. Um, and then I spent the whole day without the oxygen. And, um, you know, I gradually, you know, thank God, started to get started to get better. And, you know, as as a clinical pharmacist, I keep up with medications and so forth. And, right. you know, a lot of these studies are coming out now with um, New England Journal of Medicine, you know, say, saying they compared patients on convalescent plasma to placebo. And there was absolutely no difference. Mm. And there was you know, some some information with um, remdesivir, it not being as robust as they thought it would be. And to me, that's just like more confirmation that, you know, God is the one that saw me through this. Although, you know, I took the medications yeah. and I was, you know, I was being lifted up. I was being, you know, cared for from a distance, you know, but to me, it just confirms that, you know, God is the one who helped heal me and get me better. Yes. So yes. Um, I was discharged, came back home. Sean was holding down the fort while <laughs> I was away, admitted for five, six days yes. in the hospital. Mm. Kenzie is a chore for both of us. Right. <laughs> to have all of that right. on one person mm -hmm. is just totally unfathomable. <laughs> right. Because uh, I was still not a hundred percent. I mean, no fevers or anything at that point, but I mean, I was still having a lot of shortness of breath and I was still having some aches. Um, but this girl needed attention. She right. needed, um, you know, something to keep her occupied. It's kind of like when I started, we had started taking up like gardening, you know, kind of like maybe like May, June mm -hmm. of the, you know, the pandemic. And so at that point, like every day in the afternoon, We'd go out in the backyard. She'd go running around. I'd go look at my squash and cucumber plants <coughs> to right. see how they're doing. Um, you know, I'd let her help me water them, things like that. Um, so, you know, got us out of the house. Um, you got her out, you know, get some oxygen, get okay. some fresh air, get some vitamin D from the sun. Um, yeah. You know, every day is asking, when is mommy coming home? I miss mommy. And you know, right. like, well, I don't know. Mommy has to get better first. Uh, so, you know, Nadesh would FaceTime us maybe twice during the day, um, you know, usually around like bedtime. So, um, so Kenzie could see her before bedtime. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was rough. And, you know, I mean, thankfully, you know, my family, um, my mom and dad would uh, bring by some food for us. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the know. Allens too. Yeah. Um, the Allen, brother and sister Allen, uh, yes. they brought, brought by like two bags of, of right. you know, food Everything. and like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. coconut water and I mean, yeah. fresh fruits. And I mean, I mean, it was here for me and Kenzie because Nadezh was in the hospital, but some of it was so good. I was like, no, I got to save a little bit for her when she comes back. She's got to taste some of this stuff. It was really good. Right. Um, but I mean, it was such a help. You know, my brother would go to the grocery store for, for, uh, for me right. um, when I needed something. You know, so I mean, it was just great to know that, you know, you have a, a, a good support system yes. around to, to you and, know, help you weather the storm. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like that makes all the difference because I know there's people out there who don't, who don't have that. Um, right. you know, they may not have a good relationship with their family or they just may not have family around at the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
you know, that, that really does make a big difference. It does. And a church family as yes. well. And I'm sure that family. makes, I, I mean, I've got, I've got so many text messages from, I mean, people at church who, you know, I really know on uh, just a high by basis, like, and then there are those that, you know, from the marriage retreats that we've been to right, that have gotten right, to right. go a little bit better. Right. Um, but just like the text messages with encouragement and prayers and, I mean, they were praying over me through a text message and just the the power of it. I felt like, you know, they may as well just been right next to me with their hand on me and just praying over me. Amen. So and that made such a huge, yeah. such a, a significant difference. Yeah. 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 So wow. to these uh, Job, uh, what do you call these? Job experiences. The Job experiences. <laughs> What wow. what would be your um, advice? Your advice. Advice to those that are yeah. going through something similar or are facing something like yeah. COVID yeah. and don't know what to do. And 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 you guys, you guys are a young couple. You yeah. you you're young and you've been through so much already. So, so, so uh, people your age and younger, what, what what would you tell them yeah. when they go through trials like these? Well, on the COVID front, I would say, you know, really just, just, just take it seriously, mm. you know, um, look, you know, and I tease Nadege all the time. It's like, you know, we don't know what we're thinking, listening to our parents about, you know, drink this, rub that. And, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, those are old, you know, um, you know, Caribbean things that, you know, some of them may have some anecdotal evidence of maybe doing something mm -hmm. but no amount of sir ct <laughs> no amount of right. you know herbs and stuff is going to make you feel better because i mean some of those things we were well i think it probably depends on the severity as well well, well yeah that, yeah that too but i mean i mean so many things we were we were taking you know as soon as we found out that you know we were sick you know and I mean, just really and truly, it just, it, it, it didn't help, mm. you know? So I, I don't want people just tr wholly trusting and relying on that stuff because it, it's going, for a lot of people, it's going to take a, a lot more than that. For, mm -hmm. Maybe for some. I think yeah. it, it helps to build, you know, the immune system and keeping you healthy. Right. Um, although I think at to the point as severe as we were, mm. I think we were too far gone for those therapies. Like we needed, um, I needed uh, something a little bit more, um, more uh, intensive to, to help with me, but I wouldn't entirely yeah. knock. Well, look. You know, being a pharmacist, you know, you would think I'm the one who's the right. druggist. You're talking about there's there's literally a difference of maybe about four or five days. Mm. You know, when you see she's saying like, oh well, if if you know, from from when she was sick to when she was like in crisis. Mm. You know, so I'm saying, don't don't rely on it just for that because you it could you could be just like her where. You're, you know, you're taking that stuff and, you know, you're just sick and you can wake up the next day in respiratory distress. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. That, it you know, yeah, it, it, it'll develop rapidly. And yeah, I'm saying just just don't rely just on that. If, right. if if things are getting bad, then you need to you need to, you know, go ahead and get the help that you need. 
Um, as far as, you know, losing, um, you know, a child, mm. you know, I, I, I wouldn't wish that on even my worst enemy. Mm. Um, it's, it's just su such a devastating thing to have to deal with. And, right. you know, and I, you know, and, you know, after, after us, you know, like she told you that there was, uh, you know, one of her friends or someone on her, um, that she met through her mother that, mm -hmm. um, you know, had, had the same, experience. same experience. And then, you know, several months after that, um, one of my close friends, um, they had an experience. I mean, their child, their child was older, um, but you know had complications at birth, and you know they were in the hospital for months, and mm. you know for actually like over a year, mm. and they had just got her home from the hospital, and you know the baby was like 17 months old when um, she passed away at the wow. house, you know, so you know, though that that just. Right there, there are two families that we are able to, to share our experience with, right. share, share in their grief. Right. And um, build a small little community right. of support, of love, of understanding. Because um, one of my friends, she was like, you know, everybody that I talk to, nobody really truly understands the experience unless, you know, you've lived gone through, through you've gone through right. that type of experience. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if, you know, anybody who has had that experience i would encourage them to you know reach out reach Share. out to us you know yeah. find get our contact information we are more than happy to um just sit with you listen to your story share ours yeah. you know we didn't i can't say that we've done everything perfectly after yeah. after <laughs> the fact um but you know it's been five years now and mm -hmm. we've uh we we're, we're still processing right. through it and okay. it's going to be something that sticks, you know, with you, um, you know, one of the church, uh, I think I shared this, uh, our story at one of the women's ministries and then um, women's ministry meetings. And then another sister in the church, she shared, uh, she had a similar story, which happened, I think it was, she said like 25 years ago, mm. and she still remembers it, you know, fresh right. in her mind. And so, you know, she, helped me where you know i'm like man this is gonna take this is like a lifelong thing this yeah. is a journey it's right. not just an experience an isolated experience that you go through and then well that's it it's right. something that you that you're going to continue needing to process through almost for your entire life yes. you know and and yes. that you're going to need all the support if it's mm -hmm. a small community um, your personal relationship with God and building strength from there, building hope from there, right. um, you know, with your husband. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I would say, you know, anybody going through that, you've got to get the help. Don't feel like you are an island by yourself. You're not going to be able to make it. Yeah. Right. You yeah. really won't. You need people. You need support. Yes. And share your stories because there are so many people out there who don't realize that they're not the only ones who have right. gone through gone through this um, and and it really helps to know that there are other people out there who have uh, unfortunately shared in, in in you know in that type of a tragic experience but it helps lift your load a little bit i know, I know especially in the caribbean yeah mm -hmm. you know community things like this tend to be just kept in Brushed silence under the rug. you know it happens and you know like oh i haven't seen you for like the last like 
three weeks at church, whatever. It's like, oh, I just needed some time by myself. Yeah, and, right. you know, it's, you know, we don't want to let people in, but really and truly that's what we need. Yes. You know, because just you telling what you just saying it to one person, you know, you find out that other people have had that same experience and can help you yep. navigate through it. And, you know, you, you're going to meet people who have who experienced it after you that you can help navigate through it. So, I mean, we need to, you know, remember to, to, to help out our community, help out, you know, our church family and our friends, you know, everyone that, um, yes. you know, hey, you know, we, we've gone through this terrible thing. And, you know, you know, we hear that you had two, you know, we're here for you. Right. Mm. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. Wow. What a testimony. Yes. What a testimony. <laughs> Yep, and uh, Sean, Sean, I heard that you. Somebody told me that you're a chef, man. You can cook, you can cook up some things, man. So, you know, we got to hook, uh, man. I, I, I've been known to, to 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 do that from time to time. Um, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I'll, I'll see what I can do for you guys uh, one of these days. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah, after after this whole um, pandemic has passed, man, we got to definitely get together. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. But um, just want to really uh, thank you guys thank for you sharing so your story. I know that it was this was very tough. It was. Um, yeah. This is not easy to tell, but as you you just said, um, it's a story that that needs to be told, yep. and um, so yep. that we can help each other, each other. in the community yeah. Yeah. and um, and in this world. So mm. thank you guys so much again for coming and sharing. Mm. You know, Joy absolutely a pleasure. Our thank pleasure. you for having us. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. All right. So, Dawn, you are, you pray sure. to close this out. Sure. All right. Loving Father, we thank you so much for this testimony. What a powerful testimony! And Nadesh and Sean have been through so many things, and I ask just for peace. I ask yes. for clarity for them. I ask that you continue to comfort them mm. as they go through every single day of remembering and reliving yep. the situations that they've gone through and you're able to show them who you truly are through this yes. and all those that are watching i ask lord if they're those of them that have been through this that they have been able to see wait i'm not alone in this yep. not only are you here god but i can reach out to this couple too yes so bless every single one that's involved in this bless nadej and her and Sean and their family. Yeah. Bless, continue to bless all those that watch and help us, Lord, that when we go through these trials, that we remember you and that mm -hmm. you're able to help us to know what is the next thing we need to do. How do we deal with this? And what it is you want us to learn from this so we can be truly, truly able to be totally connected with you and able to see your hand in everything that we go through. So I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yes, so um, thank you guys so much again. Yeah. And um, happy holidays. Enjoy yep. the rest of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Happy holidays to you too. And we'll get together. As I said, man, right after this thing is yep. passed, man, we're going to get together, man. So Absolutely. We're going to cook, sure. cook some food together, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, have, and have a great time. So yeah. thank you guys so much again. And um, God bless, okay? God bless. Take care. God bless you too. Thank you very much for having us.